Hello and welcome to There's No Place Like Summer Camp podcast. I'm Andrew Waterhouse and in this week's episode we'll be going over some of the most common mistakes made before camp. So come on into our tent and I'll spill the beans. Welcome to the third episode. Thank you for being here. I'm absolutely loving the support for this podcast. And here we are with the third episode. I'm absolutely loving all the support you guys are having for this. It's great to see that there's so much passion out there for summer camp. Whether you're from iTunes, Spotify, my website, or somewhere else, I'm very, very grateful that you're here. So let's crack on with the third episode of There's No Place Like Summer Camp. So in this week's episode we'll be looking at the most common mistakes made before camp and we'll be kicking it off with number one. Of course, where else would you begin? So one of the most common mistakes made before camp is not giving yourself enough time and this will become prevalent the closer to the deadline of Camp America shutoff point you apply. So when you apply to summer camp you want to give yourself plenty of time for camps to be able to see your profile take you in assess you if you'll be a good fit for their camp and then with that information give you a specialist or a counselor role that you would suit perfectly for i was guilty of doing this in my first year of summer camp where i applied really late so i'll give you a little bit of background So when I first applied to do Camp America, I was at the end of my university degree. And I took a look at my schedule of how my degree finishes, and I noticed that I would have the summer free. So what better opportunity than to apply for Camp America? So that I did. So I applied in March, and I was recruited by Camp Coleman to join them in June. It was a really short turnaround where I'd have to go through a lot of steps and processes to be able to get me there in one piece. At one point, Camp America even called me up personally and said, we are a little bit worried because your deadline to get to Camp Coleman is fast approaching and you still haven't got your J2 visa. So what they had to do was they got in contact with the passport office and they had to arrange for them to like speed it through as fast as they could. And in the end, it was all resolved where I had to go collect it myself. But you want to give yourself plenty of time. You want to think about when you would be able to do this. If you are struggling for time and you think oh i'd love to do camp america but their deadline's fast approaching i don't think i'll be able to get all the visas and all the application stuff out of the way in time there's plenty of other camps out there you don't have to go to camp america there's plenty of camps in thailand and all across the world so maybe open your eyes to different countries or even apply next year number two not finding the staff facebook page and again This is the mistake I made when I applied to camp. So Camp Coleman obviously picked me out of the bunch uh, when they were looking for outdoor living specialists. And 
it took me a very very long time to be able to find any sort of trace of a facebook group a twitter feed anything like that where i could see other staff members applying like who i'd be working with for the summer and all that good stuff and have a bit of chat beforehand because i was nervous i was new i didn't know who to, who i was going to be working with and you kind of want to have a bit of insight of what um type of people you're going to be working with for the summer so i definitely say you've got to try and push put yourself out there maybe even get in contact with the camp say do you have a star facebook page most of the time you'll be um like invited into it anyway but in my case i was kind of i don't know how it's kind of a little bit bad but i was kind of left out of all those facebook groups till the very last minute where i happened to have a chance encounter with someone and they got me in on all those groups but that's a story for my book and uh it's a totally different thing but i definitely recommend applying and finding out all the stuff facebook's groups and stuff because there you'll be able to have excitement you'll be able to see what you need to bring and it will show you who you're going to be spending the summer with in the camp bubble so number three overpacking this is another big one where when you're applying to camp and you're packing your stuff there's a lot of people out there that kind of look at their suitcase and think oh i need to fill every nook and cranny of this suitcase and they do and then when they get to the airport they haven't weighed their bags and it's over the limit so you have to throw stuff out and it's very ridiculous because you want to be going to camp with a little bit of space in your suitcase so you can bring back souvenirs new clothes new purchases and stuff because at least back when i applied it was cheaper to buy stuff out there it probably just about is now but the conversion rates are very like close but of course this is going to be fluctuating and stuff so maybe when you're listening to this the dollar is going to be cheaper than the pound or vice versa something like that so you want to have a bit of space when you're out in america so you can fill your suitcase and um, bring back some souvenirs so this is the point in the uh, podcast where I do a quick plug to my book. It's called There's No Place Like Summer Camp and it's the diary that I kept over the first year of camp and it hosts all of the gossip, all of the stories and all of the fun that happened in my first year of summer camp. It's not actually out quite yet but you can pre-order it on my website shop.andrewwaterhouse.com and you'll be able to get an ebook version, a paperback version, a hardback version and I will be looking at doing signed copies as well. It's not going to be released for a good time yet, but I just thought this is a good platform to be able to say, you know what, guys, I'm writing a book, and here's all the links and stuff. Let me know how you're interested in it. And I hope that it does Summer Camp proud in a way because it's taken so long to write, so long to edit, and just make it professional and sleek and sum up that camp magic i'm still working on it so there's it's not going to be out until maybe late 2018 but i thought i'll put the idea out there if you are interested in the book you can go check it out on my website and that is shop.andrewwaterhouse.com let's move on to number four this is forgetting stuff so when you're packing and you're thinking oh actually let's take some of this stuff out because I want to have a little bit of space in my bag so if you do forget any stuff like uh, I don't know your toothbrush your 
socks, something so simple as that. It can be where your your mind is kind of like frazzled from all of the preparation for camp that you kind of forget about the basics. And sometimes you can turn up to camp and be like, oh shit, I forgot my toothbrush. Don't fret, don't worry. There'll be plenty of people around camp to be able to help you out. Most likely person or guaranteed person to point you in the right direction would be your camp director, someone like that, or in the leadership team, where you can say, hey, hey boss, I've just forgot my toothbrush. And then we might be able to tell you that they've got a Walmart run coming up soon. So when you do forget stuff coming to camp, it's not the end of the world. Just make sure that you remain calm. You're not going to be stressing out, pulling your hairs out, because in those first couple of weeks, all of your bars are going to be set and it's kind of like you want to set the bars high you want to get to know everyone you don't want to be the person the boy or the girl who was pulling their hair out in first week and smashing everything up because they forgot their toothbrush like who does that <laughs> so you want to remain calm you want to just like put a level head on you'll, you'll get over it there's plenty of packing lists out there as well so i should make a mention of those so when you actually apply for camp there's more than likely going to be a packing list where you can um where you can like pack accordingly so where there's like special needs camps or like a jewish camp or christian camp a lot of these camps will require specific things and you kind of want to bring those because a lot of the time it is very niche little stuff but 99 percent of these camps will do shopping runs for you and you'll be able to spend an evening out at Walmart or shopping malls or outlets. So if you do forget stuff, it is not the end of the world. However, remain calm and it will be fine. Number five, not doing your research. And this is a huge, huge problem or mistake, should I even say, that a lot of people make before camp. So... Uh, let me think I'm sure it was in the first year that I applied for summer camp that I was with someone and they thought they were going to a completely different state in the US yes I repeat they thought they were going to a different state they didn't even know what state this camp was in so they kind of hopped on the plane I'm sure they were Irish so they hopped on the plane from Ireland got to New York and then they got a second plane and they were like, huh, it's going to Atlanta. They didn't even question it. They just got off and they thought they're in uh, a different state and they were like, oh, okay, we're, we're in Georgia. We're not in, uh, I can't remember the other state, but it was so like far-fetched. It was like, how the hell have you like even got here in one piece if you don't know where your camp is? So this is the biggest mistake that a lot of people make. You want to do your research about your camp. You want to, when you get that email through saying, do you want to accept the offer from Camp Antarctica, somewhere like that? Of course, you don't want to, you want to check that it's in, a, if it, is it in Antarctica? Is it somewhere in the United States? It's probably something in the United States. If you're doing Camp America, it's more than likely going to be. But you want to Google Camp Antarctica. So you find their website and then you're like, oh, okay, this is a, privileged camp it's got horses it's got jet skis and it's only running for a month and it's a very small camp where it's got 50 kids how many staff has it got is there any special traditions is it religious 
there's plenty of questions that you have to figure out for yourself because it's not all going to be presented to you on a, on a plate there's so much information out there that you're gonna have to step out a little bit just to show your passion for camp so when i got my application uh approval from my camp i took a look at it and i was jumping for joy i didn't realize like I did realize that the day would come. However, I didn't uh, expect it to, uh, the excitement, it just makes you jump out of your chair. You're like, oh my God, I've done all this application process. I've got a camp asking if I can join them. Let's have a look at this camp and then bang, you sign up. Or you might look at it and say, hey, this camp's not really for me. I don't think I'd fit in here. My experience won't really work here. And I've never worked with, say, dis disabled kids. Um, there's all these parts of like the application process where you put in your profile what camps you prefer to work in and what camps you can work in. But there can be camps out there that say, oh, you know what, you might be good for us. And maybe you don't think you'd work for them. But if you took a look at their website and a bit of their background, maybe it would be a perfect match. So you want to be doing your research, you want to know where it is and all this good stuff about the camp. And then once you've got that information, you'll be able to have the snowball rolling down that hill where you pack accordingly and you can find the Facebook page and you give yourself like enough money and time and you know where, where you're going to be in different times of the year. So make sure you do your research and it's gonna pay dividends when you're in the know and you're solo traveling to a different part of the world. And finally, number six, social media, hey, hey, hey. Okay, so before camp, you want to make sure, and you are warned about this quite a lot, there's a few different aspects to social media here. So you want to make sure that anything embarrassing anything slightly not public worthy isn't shared publicly on your social media say if you have a drunken facebook profile pic from back in the day you don't want that to be visible to everyone because when your campers find out who you are and your name and oh you're going to be their counselor for the year they are going to look you up on facebook they're going to look at your twitter they're going to look at your instagram they're going to look at everything possible because they are really excited about camp and all they are doing is doing their research because they are excited. Much like you do your research about camp, they're doing their research on you because they know everything about camp, but they don't know everything about you. So make sure everything that you don't want visible is like set to friends only or set to private. I'm sure there's plenty of you out there that haven't got... Uh, very embarrassing things but you just want to double check and another point of social media within this is to also have accounts there's plenty of people that turn up to camp with their head held high saying oh i don't have a facebook account i don't have a twitter account i don't have an instagram i don't believe in it i don't like it and sure i fully fully understand where you're coming from I don't like social media personally myself. I actually remove Facebook off my phone. I remove Instagram off my phone quite regularly 
because it's all like up your own arse and you're trying to like make yourself bloated and big headed and putting on a positive story when everyone has positive and negative stories to share and it's a very skewed version of the world when you're just living through social media so i fully understand that but when you get to summer camp and i'm sure this will come to all of you that listen on this okay so you turn up to summer camp without facebook and instagram and all that good stuff at the end of camp when you're saying goodbye to your best friend from new zealand across the other side of the world you know what you're gonna do you are gonna sign up to social media because you've just spent three of the best incredible months of your life with someone that you will never probably see again other than having uh, their phone number perhaps or email address but you want to see how they're getting on you want to see their face from time to time you want it to pop up in your profile like news feed uh in the mornings and it can brighten up your day seeing how uh one of your best friends is doing so there's plenty of people out there that turn up to camp without social media hey you can turn up without it but i guarantee by the end of camp you will go home with a facebook account so that's wrapped it up for this week guys that's the six most common mistakes made before camp I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was a little bit different. And next week, we are going to take it up a gear even further. In our fourth episode of There's No Place Like Summer Camp, we will be taking a look at the best British things to take with you to summer camp. It's a very interesting episode, and I hope you uh, will be there to enjoy it. Please subscribe to this podcast if you enjoyed it. You can also follow me on Twitter at Andrew W09. We've gone over this plenty of times, so I'm not going to say how it's spelled. Um, on, on there, you can also let me know of any subjects that you want featured next time. And once again, you can check out my book and the pre-orders on my website, shop.andrewwaterhouse.com. And I'll see you in a week's time. <laughs>